The legacy media mislead the public about a teen dying of COVID, Peter Mansbridge roasts the CBC for being untrustworthy, and CBC Edmonton admits to airing fake news. It's Fake News Friday, I'm Candice Malcolm, and this is The Candice Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to The Candice Malcolm Show, and on Fridays we always go through the most outrageous examples of the legacy media here in Canada pushing fake news, pus- pushing misinformation, disguising their opinion or their own editorial position as fact or as news. We see it so much in Canada. And in fact, this week there has been sort of a fake news theme. Every day this week, more or less, I have been covering stories in the legacy media, specifically the CBC, but also other outlets who push their opinion as fact. I'll give you an example. On Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving, the CBC did a special talking about the issues that may arise with Thanksgiving dinners, having uh, family members, some who are vaccinated, some who are not. And so they went out, they created a montage, which is just a collection of, of short little clips of different Canadians. They featured five or six Canadians who were all talking about their experience in having Thanksgiving dinner. Of course, it's the CBC. So all five people more or less had the exact same opinion. The opinion was they were vaccinated and that they were angry that there were some people in their family who were not vaccinated and therefore they didn't want to have dinner with them. Literally all all the people who they found had the exact same opinion. And then after they showed that montage, they went back into studio where Ian Hannah Mansing, the host of the show, talked to two other Canadians who also had that exact same opinion, who were also vaccinated, who were also angry or concerned that there were unvaccinated family members and they didn't want to have dinner with them. So it was literally the entire show was just dedicated towards people with the exact same opinion. Like I said at the time, they couldn't have gone out and found a couple of Canadians who were unvaccinated to explain their position, why they chose not to get vaccinated, or they couldn't have found someone like me. I am vaccinated, but I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I would happily have you over to my Thanksgiving dinner and the status of vaccination is not going to determine whether or not I let a family member into my home and it, but it, but instead no the CBC wants to push division they want to pit us against each other and so they put this ridiculous collection um, together and show that as what the norm in Canada is it's, it's such a disservice to our country well I've got some fresh examples here for fake news Friday that I'm going to run through but first if you like the Candace Malcolm show if you enjoy what we do at True North I encourage you to head on over to tnc.news donate consider making a donation unlike the legacy media we don't collect any money from the government. We're not funded by Trudeau. We don't, we're not part of the media bailout. We're not like the CBC. We don't get $1.2 billion a year for our journalism and to push fake news. So we rely entirely on the donations, on the voluntary donations of Canadians who agree with us, who believe what we're doing, who share my vision for an independent media outlet in Canada. So if you're one of those Canadians, I encourage you to head on over to tnc.news donate. Give what you can. You don't have to give a lot, but if you do enjoy the show, I encourage you to pitch in whatever you can. If you're watching this video on YouTube right now, please don't forget to like this video, subscribe to True North, hit that notification bell so you don't miss any videos and leave us a comment below. Let us know uh, what you think of the show, if you have any ideas for future shows. Same with if you're watching on Facebook, don't forget to like, share this video, leave us a comment and like our True North page. Finally, if you are listening to this show in podcast form, I encourage you to subscribe to The Candace Malcolm Show. And if 
you like the show, if you appreciate what we do, please leave us a five-star review. It really, really helps us out. Okay, so the first story I want to cover today on the Candace Malcolm Show is a really sad, tragic story out of Alberta. It's it's hard to even cover these kind of stories as a journalist uh, when, when we're talking about kids who die, and it's it's just so, so sad, so horrific. And to make matters so much worse is when the media try to politicize the death of a child. There's there's absolutely nothing more despicable than when journalists use the death of a child to drum up a narrative to push an agenda and to sensationalize the news. But this is unfortunately what we're seeing out of Alberta this week. So lots and lots of outlets were covering this story. I'll just read you a couple of the headlines here. This is in 660 News radio station and it, the headline reads, Young Teen Among New COVID Deaths Reported Tuesday. I'll just read a bit from the story. Calgary, as Albertans celebrated Thanksgiving across the province this past weekend, Alberta reported its youngest COVID-related death to date. Among the 33 new deaths reported over the weekend was a 14-year-old who had complex pre-existing medical conditions. Dr. Dean Hinshaw said the pre-existing conditions played a significant role in the teen's death. So we're told that this 14-year-old died from COVID. However, they also had pre-existing conditions that played a significant role. All right, next, head on over to the CBC. CBC Calgary says COVID-19 ER visits and hospitalizations on the rise among Alberta kids. And then the subheadline here says a 14-year-old in Alberta died of COVID-19 on October 7th. So the story itself is about how there are more cases of COVID among young kids and preteens in Alberta. I'll just read a bit from the story. It says a Calgary doctor says the emergency room at Alberta's Children's Hospital is treating more children for COVID-19 now than during any other wave of the pandemic. COVID-19 rates among 5 to 11-year-olds who are too young to be vaccinated skyrocketed in September. And with such high transmission rates, experts were expecting a correspondent surge in ER visits and hospitalizations. And then and it goes down a little further to talk about a teen death. So let's zero in on this. It says, on Tuesday, the province's chief medical officer of health reported a 14-year-old died of COVID. The boy from Alberta's central zone died on October 7th. He is the youngest Albertan to die of the virus since the start of the pandemic. An 18-year-old girl also from the central zone died in September. Now here they repeat the claim that Dr. Dana Henshaw made about how the pre-existing medical condition played a significant role. However, the CBC adds its own spin to make it uh, controversial, to make it to be critical of that. So, so here it says, Alberta's Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, drew criticism for noting the boy had complex pre-existing medical conditions that played a significant role in his death as she made the announcement during Tuesday's news conference. And here we have our old friend, Dr. Joe Vapond. You may remember we covered him here on the Candace Malcolm Show a couple of months ago when we learned that he is, this is, this is a person who is constantly, constantly being interviewed on the legacy media throughout Alberta. He is like the go-to guy to criticize the government, to uh, advocate uh, for more lockdowns and more heavy-handed restrictions. In Alberta, of course, uh, at True North, we reported that he's also a huge NDP donor, probably one of the biggest donors in the province. The NDP donates thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to the NDP, but nobody in the legacy media bothered to ask him about his huge donations to a political party before uh, trotting him out as this supposed nonpartisan expert. So anyway, here we have our go-to guy, Joe Vapon, being interviewed in this story. So here we go. This is a quote. He says, Oh my God, we had our first true pediatric death, said emergency room physician Dr. Joe Vapond during a Protect Our Province update on Tuesday. Of course, they don't mention that he's an NDP donor here either. The group of physicians began holding their own updates to quote, to 
fill the void left by fewer government COVID-19 updates. So here is a quote from Dr. Jovapan really trying to politicize this horrible, tragic death of a child. So here he goes. He says, in the press conference, I heard a caveat that there were comorbidities. In my mind, there are no comorbidities that matter in this instance. A 14-year-old is a 14-year-old. And for the record, if I were to pass away tomorrow, I would be listed as a 52-year-old with comorbidities, he said. So in his mind, it does not matter what else this boy died of. The fact that he had COVID is all that matters. It should be a COVID death and nothing else. Well, I'm going to have to burst his bubble and the CBC's bubble because what they're pushing is not accurate. It is not true. And don't take my word for it. How about listen to family members of this 14-year-old boy who passed away? So here's Simone Spitzer. She posts this story from Edmonton City News. The headline says, Alberta reports youngest COVID-related death to date. And then she has this as her comment. The 14-year-old on the article is my brother. He died from stage four brain cancer, not COVID. This is fake news. He was diagnosed in January, 2021 and hospitalized in August. Two days before his death, he was tested for COVID and it turned out positive. Please share and comment that this is fake. And, and now another post, this one from Justine Spitzer. She also says, this is my brother and he had stage four brain cancer for nine months, not COVID. This is fake news. This is incorrect. There is not even 1% truth. This is disgusting. He was diagnosed in January, 2021 and hospitalized in August, two days before his death. He was tested for COVID and it turned out positive. This is all false information. So here we have a case where sadly, tragically, horrifically, a young man, a 14 year old is diagnosed with brain cancer stage four. He tragically succumbs to his illness. He passes away. And here we have the media sensationalizing the death and treating it as though he died of COVID, even though he died of brain cancer. And then you have some blowhard top doctor saying it doesn't even matter what his comorbidities are because he only died of COVID. It doesn't matter any of the other facts about this story, any other facts about this boy and his life and what happened to him. None of that matters. All that matters is that we want to politicize this tragedy, politicize COVID, COVID, make everybody afraid, make all the parents out there very worried that their 14-year-old could get COVID and die too, even though that is not the case in this story. The case is that this boy sadly, tragically died of a brain tumor. He had stage four brain cancer. That is why he died. He caught COVID probably in the hospital on his deathbed. And there is no rational way that this should be considered a COVID death. And yet here you have the activists in the media, activist journalists, activist doctors like Jova Pond insisting on something that is true when the family of this boy say something completely different. This is just so despicable. I've seen this so much in Alberta. It's like, yes, there is a fourth wave in Alberta. Yes, things are bad. But the media are so dead set on basically just trying to humiliate Jason Kenney, making the situation seem far worse than it was. I showed this on my social media a couple weeks ago that Global News was pushing the idea that the death rate in Alberta was nearly 10 times what it actually was. They showed the death rate that was the death rate for the entire province of all deaths. And they made it seem like it was just COVID deaths. The media is so obsessed with trying to drum up fear, trying to push this narrative, trying to humiliate conservative political leaders. And it is just too far. This is 100% fake news. This is one of the worst stories that I have seen on Fake News Friday since we started doing this segment. And really, it's, it's truly despicable how they politicize 
COVID-19. All right, moving on. This is a story from a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot to cover it before. But here we have Peter Mansbridge, sort of the iconic CBC host, the sort of legendary uh, man who, who was uh, host of the National for years and years and years before the decline and during the massive decline in viewership. Well, he, he retired a couple years ago, and now he's come back to do an interview with the CBC. And he says, he, he's pretty frank here. He, he's pretty clear in this interview that he says that the CBC needs to do better. Here is the headline that the CBC put on this. Peter Mansbridge says, news media's biggest threat is a lack of public trust. CBC's former chief correspondent reflects on his career in a new autobiography. So the story over there on the CBC talks about how the media broadly have a decline in trust, a decline in the, the way that people look at the profession of journalism. And so this is a quote from Peter Mansbridge. It says, you only have to look at the ratings that come out every few months in different parts of the world on trust in terms of different professions. And for journalism, it's gone down. It's not as low as politicians, but it's low. And yeah, we can't afford it to be this low. CBC jumps in to say, according to a recent Ipsos service, Can Canadians' public trust in news media has declined from 72% in 2019 down to 66% in 2021. That's a pretty staggering drop in just two years. Obviously, that's because of the pandemic and the way that the media has just constantly um, tried to drum up fear and misled Canadians, misled the public about this disease. Then there is another, they, they quote another survey that's even worse. It says, in another report by communications firm Edelman, 49% of Canadians surveyed agreed that journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things that they know are false or gross exaggerations. goes back to Peter Mansbridge. It says, if we don't have the trust of our audience, you know, viewers, listeners, readers, if we don't have that trust, we've got nothing. Journalism is built on credibility. Credibility is built on trust and truth. And we're facing a challenge on the trust factor. And then it goes on to talk about his new autobiography called Off the Record, released on October 5th, about his 50-year career in journalism. But really quite something when you have Peter Mansbridge, probably the most well-known, the most bankable um, newsman in the country, the most well-known, most trusted, probably, um, that, that, that Canada has had. And here he comes out and he says that he's worried. He says that the CBC itself needs to do better. He says this, I'm forever indebted to the CBC, but I'm passionate about it and I work about it. I think the country absolutely needs the CBC. Do they need the CBC they've got now? Probably not. They need it to be better. So even Peter Mansbridge recognizes the fact that the CBC is just not trustworthy. They're not presenting news in a factual way. They have their own ideology. They have their own agenda that they push above the facts and the news. They would rather push their ideology and their agenda, whatever it is. And you see it time and time again. So pretty devastating stuff when you have your own most well-known respected journalist blasting your organization saying that you need to do better and that the audience just simply doesn't trust you. And we can see that through declining viewership rates, declining ad revenue over at the CBC. They have a real problem. And, you know, more and more money from Justin Trudeau, more and more money from the taxpayers isn't going to fix the problem of credibility. Sure, it might make it easier for them to afford to hire more journalists and, you know, hire more people to put together these fancy studios and do more and more elaborate shows. Uh, but at the fundamental level, it doesn't make Canadians increase their trust in you, doesn't make Canadians trust you. In fact, probably the opposite. Canadians feel a sense of mistrust. Why does the CBC have to continue to take all of this money from the taxpayers? What is the value? What are they providing? Why do we need this service? And I think that CBC is in a really rough spot right now. 
All right, final story, moving on, and very closely connected to the previous story about Peter Mansbridge. This is from CBC Edmonton. This is what they posted on social media on October 12th. They said, we know how important accuracy and transparency are to our viewers, so tonight our newscast will address an editorial error in our programming this week. Now, it's important to note that editorial error, okay? Let let me read what happened. So it says this, earlier in October, we aired two stories on what patients can expect in a hospital ICU during the COVID crisis and the strain on nursing staff. We shot footage for those stories at two Edmonton training facilities that showed mannequins in beds and a realistic looking hospital setting due to restrictions. Unfortunately, some of that same footage was then used in a different story about COVID protections and modeling last week. Using those images, outside the context of the training facility was inappropriate and we apologize for the error in judgment the story has been corrected (laughs) okay so the cbc wanted to give you a taste of how chaotic the icu at a hospital was during covid and so rather than going in and filming a real uh, icu which i understand is um you know, the last thing that real doctors and nurses want is a bunch of annoying CBC journalists getting in their way while they're trying to actually save lives. So instead of going into a real ICU, the CBC journalists went into a training facility with fake people in hospital beds in a realistic looking hospital. I have a question. The whole concern about the lack of ICU beds and the fact that they're that, that the hospitals are overcrowded, why is it that we have training beds and in a realistic looking hospital setting? Why why do they have a whole separate hospital that's not being used for patients, but being used uh, for training and for CBC segments? I mean, it just seems a little bit weird to me. So regardless, CBC showed this scene, not in the context saying this is what it might look like and this is a training facility, but then they just went ahead and used it in regular segments, pretending that it was real. And I wanted you to pay attention to the fact that this was an editorial error. Okay, so I've worked in a newsroom before. There are a lot of people involved and sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes you put up the wrong graphic, uh, you know, a junior producer puts something in or a researcher puts something in and it's not the right graphic and it goes to air and it's a mistake and it's it's a true accident and they don't mean it. But here, they note, note how they say it is an editorial error. So this was a deliberate choice. This wasn't just some young intern or some young staffer making a mistake by putting up the wrong image. This was a deliberate decision by a producer, by the editorial team, by the people who are producing the show uh, to show the public something that wasn't accurate, that wasn't true because it was true enough or they wanted the scene to look more chaotic than it was. Yes, CBC, this is why nobody trusts you. Peter Mansbridge is 100% correct. You push fake news, you get caught pushing fake news, you apologize for pushing fake news, but then you turn around and you push fake news again. This is why Canadians don't trust you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Have a great weekend. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.